Presentation of the Independent Tuesday Seventh day Adventist Church, a revival of original Adventism and ancient Christianity. Our speaker is Brother Nyron Medina. This is Brother Medina from Tuesday Seventh day Adventist, and let us start with a word of prayer. Loving Father, may your Holy Spirit be with us as we enter into your word. Do grant us the truth and nothing but the truth. Enlighten our eyes with an understanding that we may know the truth and that we may glorify your holy name. Through Christ our Savior we pray. Amen. Well, today we will be discussing a new topic altogether and the name of it is What is Righteousness by Faith? What is Righteousness by Faith? This is what we are talking about this morning. Now, the first thing we need to take into consideration concerning righteousness by faith, my dear people, is that it is a very important doctrine within the realm of Christianity. Without an understanding of righteousness by faith, one will not know the way of salvation or one would not know how to be saved. It is absolutely important for a person to understand righteousness by faith as a part of the science of salvation that one would know how to trust God and how to live. Yes, my dear people. Now, any religion that does not have the doctrine of righteousness by faith, plus any religion that does not have an accurate understanding of righteousness by faith, does not have righteousness by faith. And if they don't have righteousness by faith, they can say, Lord, Lord, they can say Jesus, they can say whatever they want, they can pray, they will not be saved. Why? Because God has ordained the science of salvation to follow a particular pattern. And that pattern that the science of salvation follows is explained as righteousness by faith. Yes, my dear people. And if that is the pattern of salvation, if a person is to be saved, they must follow the pattern of salvation. Now, let us first look at this important fact that we are saved by righteousness by faith. Let's look at this important fact. We're looking at Romans chapter 1, verse 16 and verse 17. This scripture here shows us that we are saved by righteousness by faith. I quote, Romans chapter 1, verse 16 and verse 17. Quoting, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation, to everyone that believe it to the Jew first and also to the Greek now what is this first verse here show us it shows us that the gospel of Christ is the power of God unto salvation it continues why is it the power of God unto salvation verse 17 tells us 
for therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith as it is written the just shall live by faith end of quote now this clearly shows us that the gospel of Christ is only the power of God to salvation because the righteousness of God is in it and this righteousness of God is revealed out of faith into faith according to, to the Greek text as it is written the just or those who have been justified shall live by faith two things we see here we see righteousness and we see faith and we are told that these things are necessary for salvation it is the power of God unto salvation anybody that wants to experience the science of salvation must therefore have the righteousness of God they must have righteousness by faith yes my dear people why must they have this righteousness by faith without righteousness by faith it is impossible to be saved yes my dear people righteousness by faith is a very important thing because it does save us and if it is not by faith and it is done by the works of the law we cannot be saved now let's look at this fact we are looking at Romans chapter 9 and we are looking at verse 30 to 31 first of all I quote what shall we say then that the Gentiles which follow not after righteousness have attained to righteousness even the righteousness which is of faith but Israel which followed after the law of righteousness have not attained to the law of righteousness why because they sought it not by faith as it were but by the works of the law let's look at what this is telling us this is telling us that the Gentiles were not following after righteousness but they have attained to the righteousness which is by faith or of faith we are told that, that Israel followed after the law of righteousness that is the good works of the law but they still were not even able to keep the law of righteousness and we are told why because they sought it not by faith they sought it but just by doing the works of the law what does this mean it means if a person seeks to keep the law on their own strength they will not succeed but if a person seeks the righteousness of faith it is the righteousness of faith that is important for all of us now let us look at Romans chapter 10 verses 1 to verse 3 it continues to explain this whole issue here to us it tells us brethren my heart desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved notice Paul wants them to be saved for I bear them record that they have a zeal of God but not according to knowledge what does this mean it means if a person has a wrong knowledge of the plan of salvation they can have a zeal of God they will not be saved this is biblical teaching my dear people but Paul continues verse 3 for they being ignorant of God's righteousness this is the righteousness of God and going about to establish their own righteousness have not submitted themselves to the righteousness of God end of quote so what do we see here my dear people that the Jews needed the righteousness of God and that without the righteousness of God one cannot be saved we see also here that a knowledge of the righteousness of God is absolutely important if a person is to be saved and as the Jews had a zeal 
without that knowledge of the righteousness of God, they could not be saved. Yes, my dear people. Therefore, it is absolutely necessary for salvation that one must have the righteousness of God and they must have an accurate knowledge of the righteousness of God. Yes, my dear people. Now, this righteousness of faith that we are talking about here, the righteousness of faith that is necessary for a person to be saved, this righteousness of faith is not the law of God, the Ten Commandments, my dear people. No. It is apart from or different to the law of God. This righteousness that is out of it or of it is called the righteousness of God. Let's look at that in Romans chapter 3 and verse 22. We're reading. We're reading 21 and 22. Verse 21 tells us, But now the righteousness of God apart from the law is manifested, being witnessed by the law and the prophets. Even the righteousness of God, which is by faith of Jesus Christ into all and upon all that believe, for there is no difference. End of quote. So what does this text here show us? It shows us that the righteousness of God, apart from the law, is manifested or revealed, being witnessed or testified to by the law and the prophets. The term the law and the prophets here means the law is the writing of Moses and the prophets are the rest of the writings of the Old Testament. So if we look in the writings of Moses and in the writings of the other prophets, what will we see? We will see the righteousness of God revealed as something distinct or apart from or different to the law of the Ten Commandments. Yes, my dear people. And we are told this righteousness of God that is revealed here is by faith of Jesus Christ. Yes, my dear people. So this righteousness of faith which we are looking at or which we are seeking to discuss, this righteousness there is not the law of God which nevertheless is good and important. It is apart from or different from the law of God and it is called the righteousness of God. Yes, my dear people. So the next question we ask ourselves, this righteousness of faith is called the righteousness of God. What is this righteousness of God? That's the next sensible question that we should ask ourselves. Well, most religions make a mistake and tell us the righteousness of God here is the Ten Commandments. And we are not disputing the fact that the Ten Commandments is sometimes called the righteousness of God. But what we are saying, the righteousness of God, which is by faith of Jesus Christ here, is not being identified in the scripture as the Ten Commandments. Yes, my dear people, the righteousness of God is being identified as God himself in the Bible. The righteousness of God is identified as the divine nature, God himself. If we look at Jeremiah chapter 23, verse 5 and verse 6, we will see that the righteousness of God is God himself. I quote for you. Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that I will raise unto David a righteous branch, and a king shall reign and prosper, and shall execute judgment and justice in the earth. In his days Judah shall be saved, and Israel shall dwell safely, and this is his name whereby he shall be called, the Lord our righteousness. Or if I were to put it in the Hebrew, Yahweh our righteousness. End of quote. What does this scripture show us here? It shows us here not that Yahweh contains righteousness, but it tells us that Yahweh himself, the Lord, is our righteousness. Yes, my dear people. 
This is precisely what this scripture is telling us here. The righteousness of God is none other than God himself. God is our righteousness. This is what we're being told. There are so many people that don't understand a simple thing like this. That the righteousness which is of faith is the righteousness of God. God's divine nature. God himself. Yes, my dear people. This righteousness of God that we are looking at, God himself, is of, is of, it comes through the faith of Jesus Christ, my dear people. Right? It, is, it, it comes not through faith in Christ, but it comes through the faith of Jesus Christ. In Philippians chapter 3 and verse 9, we are actually told that this righteousness of God comes through the faith of Jesus Christ. Let's look and let's see that. I quote verse 9. And be found in him, not having mine own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith. End of quote. Now, if I were to read this according to the Greek text, it tells me here, and be found in him, not having mine own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Jesus Christ, the righteousness which is of God upon faith. End of quote. What does this mean? It means the righteousness of God that saves us is found upon faith. It is supported by faith or it is found in the faith of Jesus Christ. Yes, my dear people. So the righteousness of God that saves us, the righteousness that we are looking for, my dear people, the righteousness which is of faith is the righteousness of God, God's divine nature. And this comes through the faith of Jesus Christ. Yes, my dear people. This is what the Bible is telling us. So we understand what is righteousness now. Righteousness is God himself, the divine nature, which comes through the faith of Jesus Christ. So in righteousness by faith, it means the divine nature of God by the faith of Jesus Christ. Now, this leads us to the next point. What in heaven's name is faith? What does the word faith mean? Many people tell us that the word faith means believing or trusting. Yes, my dear people. But this is not according to biblical teaching. The Bible does not teach us that faith is believing or trusting. In fact, the Bible tells us that the devils believe and tremble. Now, if faith was believing and one having faith will have righteousness, then the devils have faith. Therefore, the devil is supposed to have righteousness. Yes, my dear people. But the facts are, we are being told here that faith is not believing. Now, our next point. Just what the scripture here shows us faith to be. In Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, this is what we are told faith is. I quote, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. End of quote. What does this verse mean? If we look at the second part, the evidence of things not seen, we are seeing this whole verse is describing what faith is. We are told, now faith is. This means it is a description of what faith is. It tells us the evidence of things not seen. Well, do we see righteousness physically? No. Do we see love physically? No. Do we see grace physically? No. Do we see the work of Christ, the work of the Holy Spirit, saving us physically? No. Well, what evidence do we have that these things are real and they do exist? One evidence, my dear people, 
the revealed truths of the scriptures. Yes, my dear people. It is the revealed truths of the scriptures that proves us or shows us the plan of salvation. They are evidence of things not seen. So, spiritual things are not seen, and the evidence we have of them are the revealed truths of the word of God, the supernatural revelation of the truths of the plan of salvation. Yes, my dear people. And so, when we are told that faith is the evidence of things not seen, we are being told that faith is the revealed truths of the plan of salvation that prove to us spiritual things we do not see. Now, the first part of that verse tells us uh, that faith is uh, the substance of things hoped for. Now, this is not a proper translation. The word substance is the Greek word hypostasis. Yes, my dear people, hypostasis. And what does the word mean? The word actually means title deed. Yes, my dear people, title deed. So, in, uh, in other words, what we have been told, now faith is the title deed of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Now, what is a title deed? A title deed is a, is, is a, a, a title to a piece of property that somebody owes. So, like for instance, we cannot see with our naked eyes that a man owns a particular property. We may see him planting any property, but he could have stolen it or he could have been just using it for somebody. That is no evidence that the, that the property belongs to him. But what is the evidence of things not seen we have that the property belongs to him? The evidence we have is the title deed. The title deed, the writing on it, the legal stamps, etc., is clear proof of something we cannot physically see, that the property belongs to the man. So what chapter 11 verse 1 is telling us is now faith is the title deed of things we hope for, the evidence of things not seen. Both words title deed and evidence clearly shows us that faith is, a, is the revealed truth of the word of God. Yes, my dear people. It means to say that faith reveals to us things that we do not see. Now, if you look at Romans chapter 10 and verse 8, we also get another clear example that faith is the revealed truth of the word of God. In Romans chapter 10 and verse 8, this is what we are told. But what said it? The word, notice this, the word is near thee, even in thy mouth and in thine heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. End of quote. So here the faith is called the word of faith. Yes, my dear people. What does this mean? It means faith is the revealed words of God. The revealed truths of the plan of salvation. The words of faith. That is what it means. So, righteousness by faith would mean the divine data being uh, revealed in the revealed truths of the words of God. Yes, my dear people. The sense of the statement means that the divine nature, God himself, is revealed in the revealed truths of the plan of salvation. The, the, the divine nature is God himself, and God is invisible or unseen. We don't see God, but evidence we have of God who we do not see is the revealed truths of the plan of salvation. Yes, my dear people. This is what we are in effect being told in the Bible here. Now, the other thing we need to understand is that this revealed truth of the word of God, which is the faith of Jesus Christ, is the gospel of Christ, the plan of salvation. Let me repeat that again. What we need to understand is that the revealed truth of the word of God is the faith of Jesus Christ, the gospel of Christ, the plan of salvation. If we look at Philippians chapter 1 and verse 27, we will see this here. I quote, 
only let your conversation or your behavior be as it becometh the gospel of Christ. Notice the phrase, the gospel of Christ, which is the plan of salvation, that is. That whether I come and see you or else be absent, I may hear of your affairs, that you stand fast in one spirit, with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel. End of quote. What does this show us? It shows us that the behavior should be the gospel of Christ, which is the faith of the gospel that we strive together for. So here we see the gospel of Christ is also called the faith of the gospel. What does this mean? It means the, the, the faith of Jesus Christ that saves us is the, the revealed truth of the plan of salvation, the gospel of Christ. Yes, my dear people, this is very important. Thus, we are looking at the fact that the righteousness of God, which is the divine nature, God himself is present in the gospel of Christ, the revealed truth of the plan of salvation. So if you don't have the revealed truth of the plan of salvation, you don't have the divine nature or the righteousness of God. This is what we are going to look at. We we'll look at 2 John verse 9 to prove this. As we look at 2 John verse 9, we come to a very important scripture. It tells us, I quote, Whosoever transgresseth and abideth not in the doctrine of Christ, hath not God. He that abided in the doctrine of Christ, he had both the Father and the Son. End of quote. What does it show us? It shows us to have God is to have the doctrine of Christ. Why, my dear people? Because it is the doctrine of Christ that brings God to us, that causes God to be with us. Now we showed you that this doctrine of Christ is the truth of the plan of salvation or the faith of Jesus Christ. So the truth of the plan of salvation, the faith of Jesus Christ is absolutely important for us if we are to have the divine nature. No truth of the plan of salvation, no gospel of Christ, no salvation. Yes, my dear people. Why? Because you will have no righteousness of God. This is why we of Tuesday Seventh-day Adventists emphasize Christianity and emphasize the real truths of the plan of salvation. Because we know many people don't have the true doctrine of Christ. And as a result of that, they don't have genuine salvation. They think that they are being saved. They may believe that to be so, but it is not so because they don't have the truths of the plan of salvation. Yes, my dear people. Thus, if you need to have the real truths of the plan of salvation, you need to get it in the Bible. And we of Tuesday, Seventh-day, Sabbath Adventists preaches the real truths of the plan of salvation. Now, just before we continue, just let, let me say, by the way, we have had our first discussion on the Equal Opportunities Bill last Sunday, uh, last Thursday, pardon, and the next Thursday, which is Thursday coming, we will have the second part of the Equal Opportunities Bill discussion, where we will expose everything and share the wrong of it. You can call us at 6250446. 6250446 if you want further information on anything we will send you free booklets that you will get further information of what you need remember 6250446 now continuing back our discussion we see a person if a person is to have God 
is to have Christ with him, he must have the doctrine of Christ, which is the revealed truth of the plan of salvation. Yes, my dear people, it is absolutely important for a person to have that. This clearly shows us that the righteousness of God, the divine nature, which is God himself, dwells in the revealed truth of the plan of salvation, dwells in the gospel of Jesus Christ, dwells in the faith of Jesus Christ. Yes, my dear people. In going back to Romans chapter 1, verse 16 and verse 17, this is what we see. I quote, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Here we have the phrase, the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God, the science of God, unto salvation to everyone that believe it, to the Jew first, and also to the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed. From faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. What does this mean? It simply means, my dear people, the righteousness of God, God's divine nature, is revealed in the gospel of Jesus Christ. Or, if you want to put it another way, it is revealed in the truths of the plan of salvation, which are the truths of Jesus Christ. Yes, my dear people. So, Righteousness by faith is the divine nature of love, God himself, that comes to us in the revealed truth, the faith of the plan of salvation. Yes, my dear people. So if a person needs to understand righteousness by faith, they just simply need to understand that the doctrine of righteousness by faith is simply the divine nature of love given to a person in the truths of Jesus Christ, the plan of salvation this is what we call righteousness by faith so how does one get this righteousness by faith they get it by justification and what is justification justification is God imputing or giving the righteousness of God through faith to the person so God must impute or count the faith of Jesus Christ the revealed truth of Jesus Christ to the person that the person may get the righteousness which is of faith or the divine nature of God. If we look at Romans chapter 3 and verse 5, first of all, this is what we see. I quote, Romans chapter 4 and verse 5, first of all, Romans chapter 4 and verse 5, this is what we see. But to him that worketh not, but believeth on him that justified the ungodly, his faith is counted for righteousness. What does this mean? Those that believe the truth of the gospel, his faith, the revealed truths of the plan of salvation that they hold is counted unto them or given unto them for righteousness that they will get the righteousness of God. Yes, my dear people. So this is how we get the righteousness of God. So in closing, in a nutshell, what is righteousness by faith? Righteousness by faith is the divine nature that has, that is revealed in the revealed truths of the plan of salvation, Jesus Christ. That is what righteousness by faith is. And if you want righteousness by faith, you get it by God justifying you or giving you the faith that you would get the righteousness that is in it. May God bless you until we meet again through Christ our Savior, we pray. Amen. 6250446 to call us. Amen. The judgment has set, the books have been opened. How shall we stand in that great day? When every thought and word and act
shall we? How shall we stand in that great day? How shall we stand in that great day? Shall we be found before him wanting? Or with our sins all washed away?